This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios. House spelt the German way. There comes a time in the life of a long-running TV series when the creators and producers and writers may feel the need to look back on their uh, accomplishments and wallow in their own crapulence for a while. And sometimes the show is so successful that the producers feel the need to do it all again. So here we are, again. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, Clip Show Edition! Part two! Uh, The sequel! The sequel that everyone was waiting for. Here we are. Oh boy. Clip Show About Love, (laughs) Season 6, Episode 3. Yeah. Uh, My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And this is Two Bad Neighbors. Uh... Damn, guys. Uh, this is so exciting. This, is it? Yeah. Yeah? This is your favorite episode, right? You have all the emails, right? <laughs> all of them? All of... All three? Um, <laughs> all, all I know we had a... I know we had a mailbag. I, I know we've had a mailbag we've, to go we've through. We've had some... We've had some, like, yeah. uh, general... Uh, uh, write-ins. We've, we've nothing, some, nothing, we've, nothing related to this show. We've though. had some kudos. Yes. Some people saying, Hey, you're doing great. Yes. Which we really appreciate. We are... I, I shouldn't speak for Alan, but I am a very insecure person, so any uh, any and all. Anyway, you might be um, noticing that we sound a little different. It's because we're in the basement of, what do you call this place now? It's not the Red Fort. No, this is the Red Light District. The Red Light District. Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. Because of the red light outside? Correct. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, and, and to try and keep with our theme of so far of uh, houses having red in the title. Yeah. Yeah. So. Got to. Got to. Yeah. Um, and we're here in the basement because, I mean, it's just more convenient. It's true. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, probably be back in Boathouse for the next one. Um, we, have a, we have a special guest uh, on the podcast. Today. Uh, today. Yeah. A uh, regular guest, one might say. Yes. Yeah. And, and also uh, Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was ta- I was talking about Jackson, but uh, uh, no, I I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's not a regular though. No, that's this true. Is his first appearance. He's here in spirit, aren't yeah. you, Jackson? It's my dog, his name Jackson. Oh, he's the cutest he's little just, dog. He's just hanging out. I doubt you'll hear him, but you never know. If someone rings a doorbell while we're while we're podcasting, you'll definitely hear him. Yeah, you will. will I will not edit it because <laughs> I think dogs are the best. Yeah. So hopefully, no one's you know patrolling the neighborhood with their voting bullshit. What is he six? He is. Oh, tomorrow's the voting day, right? I believe so. Because yeah. to, today's official. Today's Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they don't do voting on Sundays. Civic duty. Yeah. <laughs> duty. But yeah, there's there was I've had a couple people come to the door like, "Hello, just want to see if you'll vote for so and so," and I'm like, "Just leave it in the mailbox. I'll let me make my decision. I don't want to talk to you about it." <laughs> it's my right to vote, also to not vote. <laughs> Also to ignore you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's how shit works, I suppose. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, we're, we're going to be avoiding talking about this episode as much as possible. <laughs> um, because this is a piece of shit. <laughs> this... <laughs> Well, so let's, uh, uh, you know, all joking aside, uh, we do have a regular guest here, uh, Janelle Harms. She's right. joining us. Uh, Hi, pals. <laughs> as mentioned in the last episode, she's the one who emailed us in uh, regarding this episode. It was about a year ago, which is <laughs> crazy how long it's taken us to, <laughs> to know, get this far. You got a plan ahead. <laughs> well, I didn't know where in the season it was at right. all. So I'm like, I just remember that this exists, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So when that time rolls around... Well, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm sure you probably wrote it around or obviously after the last time we did a clip show, because uh, that was in season oh, yeah. four. That was probably... And so maybe, like, at the time, maybe you're thinking, like, sometime in season five it probably comes up, because that would be a fair assessment, right? That like, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, they'll probably do another clip show in every season kind of thing. But so they didn't in season five. They avoided God. it. Yeah. And then they were pressured by Fox, I guess, to 
continue doing uh, clip shows because it saves them money and they can still charge full price for syndication. They is sure is can. the reason. They actually, I was just reading this, they actually wanted the Simpsons writers to do four clip shows a season. The Fox Network did. Actually? <laughs> uh huh. So, <laughs> as much as we may dislike this episode, we can all agree. It's the lesser of two evils. Yes, yes, it is. Wow, <laughs> and good, I did not good know Good on that. the Simpsons writers for you know, not doing basically that. bartering them down to one. <laughs> well, I mean, good on the Simpsons writers for making the quota because there's 25 well, yeah. episodes in this season, right? Yeah, and they were going to make those four extra episodes clip shows yep. unless they couldn't get them in. Then, right? They would have no other choice. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and I can't remember when the next clip show happens. It might be all singing, all dancing. I'm not 100% sure. Is that season sure. eight? That's like nine, I believe. Really? I think so. Okay. So, mostly because I don't, I, I watch, I feel like I watch, you know, obviously six to eight pretty regularly, and I don't mm. remember there being one like this where I'm like, oh, I will skip that yeah, one yeah, when, yeah. I, when yeah. I watch this disc disc. Oh, it's just so bad. I really hope the reason for that is that they had such a negative backlash from this episode. They're like, okay, I'll put a pin in that for a while. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the, uh, or even if we talked about it when we talked about the last one, the so it's come to this, the Simpsons clip show. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the reaction was. I mean, fans generally dislike clip shows, so. Why wouldn't so you? So it's probably, like, but I did read that this one was, of course, mostly negatively reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was, yeah, like, it's, it's a clip show. It's, uh, a lot of the things I read, they were saying, you know, while they did pick some, like, some pretty good storylines and story beats and, and that kind of thing, what's the point of watching it on this episode when you can just watch the real episode? Yeah. Like, if you like the Mindy and Homer episode, just watch, watch it. Last Temptation of Homer. Don't watch it truncated in this episode. Yeah. Um, so, I think... Strung together by the dumbest wraparound. <laughs> it is. Mm, it, like, it's so clunky. It's, it's something that I've always, like really admired though about the simpsons it's is that impressive they, is that they try <laughs> yeah it's impressive that they were able to do it yeah because i've seen so many like sitcom <laughs> clip shows where it's very there's no imagination on why they're it's just like the family gathers and they're like let's just talk let's talk about some memories we've had together remember the time you you rode on a horse michelle and then it just you know <laughs> shows that scene that's pro- that wouldn't have. That's the final episode of Think Full of House. it as a clip uh, show, <laughs> but only filled with clips you've never seen. <laughs> That's my favorite version of the new clip of the new style of clip show. Yeah. The Dan Harmon version. version. <laughs> like the community, the community oh, the and Rick and Morty. Okay, Rick and yeah. Morty did it yeah. recently as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because like. There's that's actually that's funny, right? Yeah. To me, that's like a, a writer's room that had a whole bunch of ideas, and they were like, "Let's throw these at the wall and see what sticks." Yeah. Right? Well, it's 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 almost like a, an anth- anthology episode. Yeah. Kind of, but it's just like micro anthology. Yeah. So rather than three, you know, stories like Trios of Horror, yeah. it's a whole bunch of little tiny stories all strung together by the premise of. The, the trope of a clip show, yeah. but it's all new stuff, so yeah. it's not actually grading like a clip show. I call this one Moonspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't all have names. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of, because there's not much to talk about, <laughs> did we enjoy the season finale of Rick and Morty? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah, I thought it was the weakest episode of the season. I did not. Okay. I did not think of that. Um, I loved it. Okay. Um, mostly because I just, I loved how juvenile it was. Yeah. Um, with... I mean, I love Keith David. Yeah. And as the president, he's so funny. And, like, I just, I just love, like, oh, I got pubes, Commander and Queef. (laughs) Like, and Morty just being like, you suck. And then, like, the president of the United States engaging this 14-year-old and being like, you suck. (laughs) With the bravado of Keith David. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... Uh, I just I really enjoyed that. I thought that was I thought that was a I thought it was a fun way to wrap up a season that was really heavy mm-hmm. with like just an episode that wasn't. That's fair, right? Yeah, that was just kind of silly and fun. I read a rumor that, or like a fan theory that's probably n- has no basis in reality that there's actually don't. a a secret second finale episode that's planned to be released around Christmas. Like a, the, the, a Christmas like, special? Like they, like, well, I don't know if it's a Christmas special like a per Doctor se, but, but it's just special? like it's it's an episode that they made that they are going to release as a surprise around Christmas time. And that's I would actually love the that. season finale for season three. I would love that. 
to be, be perfectly great. honest. I wouldn't put it past them because they did do that whole April that Fool's thing. April Fool's thing. Got it's I like you want fine. You want season three to premiere here? Just and they kidding. just premiered the first episode. <laughs> but then you know the second episode didn't air for another five months, yeah. so it was like kind of annoying. Yeah, it was. But you know, it's I funny. watched that episode like a hundred times. I, I didn't watch it until it premiered. For really. Me. Yep. That's restraint, man. That is restraint. So all I, I was hearing was about this goddamn Szechuan sauce, and yeah. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I haven't now. seen the episode, but it, I know I already know what it is. Rick is obsessed with it because it was a limited time thing, and now fans are obsessed with it because they're fucking idiots. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just think it's a funny joke. It, it was it's a really funny, and joke. that's actually a big. Uh, I think Dan Harmon actually said, like, came out and said he he kind of hates his fans. He should like they're the like it, Rick and Morty fans right now are the worst. Yeah, they are the worst. Yeah, um, and it sucks because it's a show I really enjoy, and it's yeah. it's becoming one of those things where you you're, you you want to be kind of a closeted fan just because you don't want to be associated with the riffraff. Have you heard the, um, the the Rick and Morty podcast? No, the Squanch that Wisecrack does. <laughs> no. um, I'm gonna go on. Uh, we don't usually talk about other podcasts <laughs> on this show. Um, but fuck For it. Fear it's, of, of uh, you know, them tuning f- into that instead of us. Yeah, fuck it. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta fill an hour. We have, we have uh, the 7 p.m. <laughs> primetime slot. Yeah. Podcasting is a zero sum game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's terrible. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> oh, I you, no. It's a <laughs> they're like, like we don't talk about it because we don't want them to listen to those. No, I, ones, I, I listen no, actively. I, yeah, no, I listen to the I listen to the podcast like for because they did they they did all ten episodes of the of the season and and they're what you're what you're talking about mm. like what does it mean what does it all mean man what are the what are the philosophies it's a show <laughs> it's a comedy show that has a point of view yeah. Stop that has some, projecting. That has some interesting themes. Yeah, uh, the, I think the big problem is a lot of people, um, because it has, uh, like like those interesting themes, uh, existentialism and all that kind of stuff. Um, too many people are attributing it to like brilliant, like genius level. Like only really smart people will get this show. Like that's, that's what a lot of the fans so, report, and it's so it's so irritating. Yeah. That, that's so conceited. Anybody can enjoy that show. Yeah, it's so funny. Yep, and silly. Mm-hmm. And like, and yeah, the the best part about it is that it works on a bunch of levels, right? Yep. And it's up to you which ones you want to mm-hmm. want to enjoy. But just don't project. <laughs> uh, fan theories, fuck yeah. them, right? Um, so quick, uh, pop into the mailbag, shall we? So we have a uh, a mail from quite a while ago, actually, from uh, Vincent. Uh, it was just a... We get around to them eventually, yeah. always. I mean, originally he was asking uh, when we were starting season six, <laughs> and I did reply to him just in the yeah, email, because yeah, yeah. that wasn't, you know, something we needed to talk about. But then he, he did uh, say, you know, thank you for entertaining me with your podcast, and give me a shout-out on your next episode, Lisa's Rival, but if you don't, I won't be angry. So we didn't, because we had recorded that episode before you sent that email. Yeah. So I did want to make sure I brought it up on this one, so even though you said you won't be angry... I don't want you to be angry. Yeah, please don't be angry. <laughs> so there's a shout out for you, Vincent. Um, and Thank you, uh, Vincent. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Vincent. Uh, Travis uh, sent an episode related to uh, Bart of Darkness. Uh, I just wanted to say that I also went on an exter- extended period of time thinking that epidermis was your hair as well mm-hmm. for a number of months or even a year or two until my sister corrected me at the kitchen table one day, possibly while rewatching Bart of Darkness on videotape on the kitchen TV. Uh, so that's just some more fuel to my fire. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> how upset I am at Simpsons they ruining my you. childhood. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you have that experience as well? Um, I remember epidermis? thinking it was weird. I think I had a sense that that wasn't correct. Okay, But yeah. I thought the brilliant minds over at the Simpsons couldn't possibly <laughs> They couldn't possibly lead us astray. Yeah. 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 Those Harvard eggheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just a really short email from Koi. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to say hi and saying yes, your email is long. It is. What's that email again, Greg? It's the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. There you go. So if you want to send us an email, you are welcome to do so. And we'll get around to it. We will. Yeah. Always. So, here we go. <sighs> let's talk about love. Let's talk, let's talk about love, baby. Let's love talk is about a, you what was and your, me. What, what was your plan? 
Okay, well, so uh, what what was so, your what was your master stroke so plan when, so to when, to because to fill an hour of time? <laughs> well, now now you're leaning on the right thing. When I Helen am, yeah. pitched this, like I listened to the last um, episode Rival. that came immediately before that. I got most of the way through until the very end, and then kind of forgot that I didn't finish it. And then in those last few minutes, was pretty much Alan. You know, saying on the podcast, oh, Janelle has this this big plan for the next episode, so write in. I uh, just didn't want to make it sound like, oh, I have a sociology degree, ergo, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert on the the intricate That's uh, exactly what workings. I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you do have a sociology what, degree. You could write a, an extensive paper on all things going on in The Simpsons. Uh, essentially, my plan was... You could write books. You could write books, <laughs> it's yeah. It's been done. It has been done. Check out Planet Simpson. Yeah, that's right. Chris Turner, friend of the show. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> uh, I thought that we could talk about, sort of on a personal level, yeah. Alan and I, um, our experience, how The Simpsons is, um, what would you say? It's like Brought us closer. Brought us closer. And what is your relationship? An influence on... Everything, our sense of You want to out us on the podcast? <laughs> Have you had the talk? <laughs> <laughs> We're just keeping it I, casual, all right? I, we don't like labels, Casual man. for three, two, four, two, two, and two? Half. Well, two, just two, over two. Just over two, okay. Alan wants to avoid the appearance of nepotism, so I I'm always, always do, yes. introduced as just a uh, regular as a guest, guest or yeah. a friend of the show. You are a guest. Which I am. We do that with Allie as well. I've had my girlfriend sure. on the show. yeah. yeah. We don't. We don't ever try to, you know, be like, ah, got got my lady here, and you know, like it's just, <laughs> it's not necessary. <laughs> Alan is the, the fuzzy bunny to my fluffy bunny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's um, a clip. That's a clip that's from a clip. this episode. So, real quick before we dive too deep, um, so this is another Simpsons clip show. It is episode three of season six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, directed by David Silverman and written by. Pennywise. Pennywise. It's actually written by John Vitti, but he <clears throat> wanted to be credited as Pennywise because he didn't want to know people to know that he wrote a clip show. Why would you? <laughs> I totally get it. You have other credits. Yeah. Um, How can you do that? How is that okay in the in the world? There's the Writers Guild. Yeah, the Writers Guild will allows you to do so many more things than the Directors Guild. Yeah, you can you do, do pseudonyms. Yeah, you can do whatever name you want. You can have as many writers credited to an episode or a screenplay as you want. Right? Doesn't matter what name that you use hmm. at all, as long as they're registered with the Guild. So Pennywise, Pennywise is. Um, whereas with the Directors Guild, they've had. Long, for a long, long time, you weren't allowed to even have two people credited as a director, which is insane, right? Because so many movies are directed by two people, right? The Coen brothers didn't even uh, bill themselves hmm. as co-directors of their movies, right? That's why you'll see written by both of them, mm-hmm. produced True. by Ethan, directed True. by Joel, right? On ah. all of their all of their movies up until No Country, I think. Is, Did they get both credited? Yeah, for they that both one? got credited yeah. for that one. Um, There's also a weird thing with Poltergeist mm-hmm. about how the legend has it, I guess, is that Steven Spielberg actually directed that movie. Yeah. But there was some weird... I can't remember the actual reason behind it, but they had to uh, give the uh, directing credit to this other guy. It's like um, it's also like how uh, Richard Donner directed <laughs> 80% of Superman, Superman 2. 2. Yeah. And then then they fired him, and then they this other guy came in and directed 20% and then reshot a bunch of stuff the exact same way mm-hmm. so that he could get a 51% and take the full credit. Um, and it's just like how Justice League <laughs> this year is going to be directed mostly by Joss Whedon, <laughs> but they'll still give it to Zack Snyder. Do you think, do you think so? I do, based okay. on the reshoots and the fact that the film wasn't done. When he took over, yeah, I just—I mean, I haven't re- kept up with the news too much. I just and know also when the fact that he wrote happened. a lot as well. Just Justin? Yeah, he went back and wrote oh, okay. all of the scenes that he reshot. Because I, yeah, I just when I first heard about that news, it was just you know there wasn't a lot left to direct. Was what the the article I read reported, yeah. right? So it was just like he's stepping in just to to do pickups and just kind of make sure everything runs smoothly and that yeah. kind of thing. But you think that, or think, or maybe know that he I think picked up a whole bunch of more he, stuff. Like he did, he definitely did, and I th- I think it's still going to be one credit hmm. to Snyder. 
Um, which I think is good. That's, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's fair. It was his vision, yeah. right? Um, which still looks like shit, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the final trailer has come out, and it's garbage. It's a garbage pile. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. I'll see it opening weekend, but... <laughs> I'll watch your... I've already got my ticket. I mean, re-edit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Contact me if you want to see a good version of Batman v Superman. <laughs> Not good. Fine. <laughs> it's improved. Fine. It's most fine. Improved. It's most improved. So you were saying something about love. Yeah. I was. Um, I mean, we don't even need to necessarily hone in on, like, romantic relationships, but I think all of us in this room can agree that a lot of our friendships, just the way that we uh, relate to others who we know share that love of The Simpsons, that it, yeah, it, enhances. it has its own... Exactly. It enhances the friendship. You can speak entirely through quotes and understand exactly what the other person is getting at. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that I, I don't think it's unique to us by any means. Um, even doing this podcast, like, we've already been contacted by lots of people that never would have contacted us normally. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm also a fan and I enjoy your podcast. The reason I listen is because I enjoy the show. Um, you know, if we had done this with, like... I don't know, the Cosby show or uh, the, you know, like any, any of those like old sitcoms that were family arguably ties. family ties or <laughs> Cheers even, you know, Cheers, yeah. there's a lot of sitcoms that had the same, uh, lifespan, uh, of the Simpsons. We're talking golden years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mash <laughs> mash. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that probably had a similar fan base, but for some reason they're not quite as pervasive into yeah. pop culture society and like kind of current, standings um like the fact that in calgary there's a classic simpsons trivia night it's very well attended that's very well attended and you know uh i think the only for me the only other sitcom that could do that is seinfeld mm. um you know and that's a whole other story because mm -hmm. i know both of you aren't huge seinfeld fans um, but I am, so... But I can a, recognize from but, the exterior that it's in that same, like, league of... Yeah, it's, it's but, like, but it, yeah, it's definitely this, the same kind of idea for me, where, like, if I meet someone who is a Seinfeld fan, I have that extra kind of connection to them, versus if, you know, I meet someone who doesn't. And it's not, like, and it, it doesn't have a negative effect, though. It's not like, if you don't like Seinfeld, I don't like you. It's just that it's got that boost. Whereas with The Simpsons, <laughs> it almost has that sometimes. <laughs> Because, for me anyway, Seinfeld and The Simpsons I, I, are vo both very important to me and huge uh, aspects of my personal comedy uh, stylings, I guess, or uh, taste. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but I can, I can see why people wouldn't enjoy Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see why someone couldn't enjoy The Simpsons <laughs> in its heyday, you know? It's yeah. just, it's so... It's such a perfect show to me in so yeah. many ways that I'm just like, if someone's like, I don't really like or watch The Simpsons, I'm like, okay, well, l l let's just watch one. Can we watch one? Mm. Let's break I that think, down. I think, you, I think you'll like it if you give it a chance. So naturally, if they don't stick to it, then you just think less about I, I think, it. I think they're garbage people and <laughs> don't deserve to live. Um, <laughs> I, I why used... don't go into the back room in the basement? Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I am a... Simpsons fan. <laughs> um, so am I. Yeah. You know, I don't like doing what I have to do. Yeah, I it's figured, not a pleasant no, yeah, experience. It's, it's it takes. You ever effort. watch the show Dexter? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Have you been watching the show Mindhunter? No, but I want to. Yeah, that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, David Fincher. Yeah, yeah. He directed four episodes of it. Great. It's like how two, many episodes are there? Ten. Ten. Yeah, great. It's like it's two good, new Fincher movies. Length. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd rather him just make a new movie, but. If this is what it takes, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I'm almost there with you uh -huh. as far as like as far as like oh, I don't really know the Simpsons that well. But the the thing is, I'm getting a little bit less intense about it. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, you're growing as a person. I like to think so. I like to think so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the reason for that is I've been meeting even just slightly younger people, mm. right? Yeah, that um, happened, yeah. Since, uh, since, I did, since I did Hamlet, I met people who were like three or four years younger than me, right? And, that's, and so their like, knowledge of The Simpsons is it just missed seasons the, oh, 12 just missed to... Yeah, just, just missed the boat on oh. it. Yeah. And, um, 
And it's like, and when this last summer out in Banff, it was the same thing where like I was around people who didn't like or didn't have any feeling really positive or negative towards them. And I was like, well, you know what? Um, you're still good people. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't feel the need to, to come down on you as hard as I would. If I, was, if I was 18, I would have been like, what? <laughs> what? I would have been, I would have been the most judgmental prick. Um, yeah. and I recognize that. Um, yeah. and I don't, want to do that because like I think it's a I think I think encouraging somebody to go and pick up seasons five six seven eight of the Simpsons is a great thing to do because yeah I mean I, I think we're in a in a golden age of, of television still right there's there's still great programming on but it's important to know that every comedy you watch pretty much owes itself to these four seasons of television, mm-hmm. right? There's so many great. There's it's a it's a it's an amazing encapsulation of the great comedies of today and where they came from, right? Um, and so, just as like a anthropological study of <laughs> uh, of modern Western comedy, you got to go to the you got to go seasons five, six, seven, eight of The Simpsons, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's also one of those shows where it's like, we we had a, there was a party here uh, the other the other day, mm-hmm. um, and you had Wishbone on, <laughs> sure did in the background, <laughs> um, and the thing is like Wishbone, if for those of you who don't know what Wishbone <laughs> is, uh, is it Canadian? You've got to look it up. It's amazing. No, it was made for PBS. It's PBS. Okay. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Life. Similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Feels like something made for YTV. Yeah. But I'm, I, ha- I do have a point here. Uh, <laughs> I promise. Um, but for those of you who don't know who, what Wishbone is, check it out. You will not be disappointed. It is hilarious and amazing. Um, <laughs> it's about a dog that goes through novels and solves mysteries. <laughs> Sometimes. If it's a Sherlock Holmes book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it's Romeo and Juliet, he dies. He dies. He dies, yeah. Um and my my point was like so you can have this show on, right? And it's a show that doesn't really like have an arc, season arc to it. It's just an interesting visual show, right? You could have the Simpsons on in the background of anything and it would be fun to look at, right? It would be a fun thing to have on in the background, but the thing is, if you turn the volume up in that party mm-hmm. and turn the music down, your party is better. <laughs> Right. If you turn the, mu- the if you turn the music down for twenty minutes and turn the and turn the volume up on Cape Fear, boom, your party is excellent. Different right? kind of party. It's a different kind of party for twenty minutes, and then you turn the music back up. <laughs> right. Um, but my point is, everyone in the party would get the episode. Right. Everyone gets it because there's no. It's an elastic universe, and that just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Elastic universe shows are. Are as rare as a white tiger. <laughs> are those rare still? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about tigers. <laughs> They're very rare. Okay. Tigers are rare, right? Um, and I just think it's a it's a damn shame sometimes that people don't know the the Simpsons. But um, as far as it as far as it goes as to making the glue of a relationship, I've found that it is the thing that that keeps me going between relationships. <laughs> this is actually very true. Okay. This is very true. What do you explain? Well, when uh whenever I've gone through a breakup, which thank goodness hasn't happened very often, um that's what gets me over it. The Simpsons. Yeah. Like they so all... like you watch The Simpsons and, I you, do. and you feel better. Yeah, I get gotcha. I watch it cuz like, you know, you know how a breakup feels, right, guys? Right? No, it's never happened. No, no it's never course. happened. Yes. Yeah, it's that. It's it's that. Like it's that. It's that feeling in the pit of your stomach where it's like everything that I do is wrong. Everything that I am is wrong. I need to change everything about me in order for anyone to love me outside of my family, and it's a it's a bad feeling. Um, but what makes it better is going back to something you can count on. 
and this show. Am I boring you, Jackson? Um, <laughs> and this this show is something I could always find myself being able to go back to and counting on. Yeah, because it was like I'll turn it on because it's like it's it's it was it's like one of those breakups where you can't even sleep. You feel so bad, right? And then and then you watch a couple of episodes of The Simpsons and your heart calms down, <laughs> right? And your stomach calms down. And then and then you watch another episode and finally you can sleep. That's what this show means to me when it comes to love. It is a cure. It is the glue that keeps me together between heartbreaks. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could unpack that Please a do. bit more. So this um, is an episode of uh, Dr. Lowenstein's Couch, by the way. So <laughs> go on. Okay, <laughs> so Sorry, Dr. Zweig's Couch. Damn it. Every time. Um, would you say is that, that familiarity and kind of comfort that you're getting from it, is it the overall, like the humor and kind of following the beats of the story? Or is it more um, identifying with the family and the characters and the all too human struggles that they're going through, I guess. Or is it nostalgia? You know, it's it's de- like I, I definitely can't rule out nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Because that's something reliable. Yeah, right? yeah. Because like like all of us in this room, like I grew up with The Simpsons, right? They were something that was on TV, and it was like I, it's it's a childhood thing, right? But it's also <laughs> it's also a world where this sort of thing that I was just talking about doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't happen. It's an escape, right? And so I I guess it is like that family dynamic. So what if you watched an episode like uh, The New Kid on the Block, where Bart's heart gets ripped out of his chest, which is a clip we saw in this episode. Yeah, it is a clip we saw in this episode. What if I watched that? I would I would identify with it yeah. instantly if I was in that position. And would that be cathartic then? It would. Okay. It would honestly, because it's like, because it would be, it would be validation, Mm -hmm. right? There's really nothing that the show can do wrong (laughs) for me when, like, when you're in, when I'm in that kind of a a situation, right? Um, So, uh, it's. it's, What what if Homer started a grunge band? (laughs) You see, that's why I didn't watch anything past season nine. When I was going through these things, yeah. right? I would line up in my queue. There's no time season, for sadgasm. Yeah, season six to nine. And I would be like, you know what? As soon as that episode Das Bus is over, I'm done. I better be over this breakup. Um, but I wasn't. So I went and tried to find good episodes in the post-Golden Years. Yeah. Uh, which is tough, but you can. Well, and I, I, like, I do want to speak to that idea of reliability and nostalgia, et cetera, um, even, in, even in a completely opposite context where, yeah. you know, uh, like I'm, I'm at home and I'm in a really good mood and I'm like, you know, I just want to throw in some Simpsons and, yeah. and have a beer or something, right? Like it's the same, it's the same kind of comfort um, that doesn't necessarily need to come with, with that aspect of... Uh, I'm sad and therefore I need a pick-me-up. It could be I'm happy and therefore I want to enjoy a thing I really like. And so I have that f- that feeling with The Simpsons more so than any show that I like um, because it is one of my favorite shows of all time. And, you know, like it's it's something that I can always watch. And even in the sense of, you know, we're doing this podcast, we're watching through, you know, an episode at a time in order, uh, I could watch... Lisa's rival today and still enjoy it. Me too. We just watched yeah, it, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's a like there's so many it's yeah. So it's it's there's but but what I'm saying is that there's other shows, Seinfeld for example, yeah. where like if I just watched an episode, if I just watched The Soup Nazi for example, that's one most people know. Mm. Um <laughs> if I just watched that episode, I don't want to watch it again until a while. Yeah. Until it's kind of seeped out of my brain a bit, so I don't know it a hundred percent word for word, even though I mostly do, because yeah. um, <laughs> I know those episodes very well. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I went to a Seinfeld trivia night recently, and there was a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't remember that. And then when they say it, I'm like, okay, now I do. So it's not something that I know word for word, but it's it's all in there. It's all jumbled in there, along with Simpsons trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I answered your question at all, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, I found it very interesting. You point, you both kind of um, hit on that idea of catharsis. 
because um, I definitely see that happening, especially in the clips that they show in this episode. Um, but I, it just kind of like dawned on me that a lot of it is from um, kind of a male perspective or a male gaze, I guess, not to get too academic sounding about it but no that's good we we've had we've had a couple episodes where we're just like having fun with it <laughs> every once in a while it's good to get academic about the show yeah because i think that's something we can do so please okay so okay so i'm an admitted um lisa fan like usually if i ask to be on a specific episode it'll be a lisa centric one mm -hmm. um and a lot of her stories of um self-doubt and um lack of confidence in her own abilities and um not really being recognized and appreciated by the world around her for this it really sticks for me in the um episode with ralph yeah um i love lisa i love lisa yeah because it's it's so heartbreaking it's it's kind of from Lisa's perspective, but really, like, we as a viewer are meant to feel sympathy for Ralph, right? Like, she goes out uh, of her it, way. Does that, does that feel as weird to you as it does for me? <laughs> like, because I don't. I never do. I don't feel sympathy for Ralph in that episode. Well. Mm. That was the problem I had with it. Like, but, honestly, uh, what, what you just brought, sympathy, like, but just, like, his, his emotional rawness is, is the focus of well, the episode. Yeah, like, for I, me. I, no, I, I agree. And I think that that's a common theme in a lot of sitcoms, especially in the 90s, um, where it is very much like we're supposed to feel bad for the, you know, the, the spurned lover, as it were. Like, the, uh, like, uh, you know, friends, you don't, uh, right? You know, friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I always forget who, who knows that show. Uh, the, like, the Ross character. Uh, Ross in Friends is a piece of garbage, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but if you watch those first two seasons, the the uh, kind of focus of the writers and, and and the episode is poor Ross. Why can't why doesn't Rachel love him? Why can't he be with Rachel? And that's like such a pervasive, like that became a, a trope in and of itself. Like Ross and Rachel. As a as a relationship, will they? Won't they? Um, that's like who like they make jokes about it like in Scrubs, for example. It's like uh, you know we're not exactly Ross and Rachel, um, or is that Scrubs? Yep. And then he's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You know, Doctor Ross and Ra like it's, yeah. you know it's a little <laughs> in joke, but but it's that idea of that's like the the epitome of the 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 male who really wants the female and the female doesn't notice him or or you know that kind of thing but as soon as she realizes that he loves her then she wants him and everything's happy and it's it almost like has that idea with Ralph here too um, they go a different way which I like but it has that feeling of that you know poor Ralph like mm -hmm. what like why can't Ralph catch a break like why is Lisa being so mean to him. Um, I always saw it from a way that she wasn't... I always saw it from a way she wasn't being mean. She was being... She wasn't. No, she's no, not being mean. They, she's being exactly really what she should it. do. Yeah. She's being nice to this mm -hmm. poor kid, right? <laughs> and he is, right? Like, at the end of the day, he's not smart, right? And he's got nothing really going for him, right? <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, that's a bummer, right? Poor kid. But, like, I appreciate Lisa's, like, it's, I, I never found her, like, out of line, honestly, because what would you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you, what can you do in that, in that sort of a situation, right? Uh, in, in my experience, I just play dumb. Well, she I goes think... to her mom for advice, which mm -hmm. I think is, is great, like, that's, one of the few. Yeah, that's a funny scene. <laughs> not, not that we trust Marge in uh, any matters relating to picking the right kind of man, but. <laughs> but I mean, in that same vein, we see like that would be great if that was uh, 
in and of itself, the only kind of parental guidance, but we see Ralph go to his dad. Yeah. And get terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that isn't that just a beautiful like illustration of gender roles? It it is. It really is. Like it's, you know, uh his advice to Ralph is you need to be persistent. Like, don't give up. And he's like, okay, that's what I'll do. And it ends poorly for him because so of it. This is, since this is, a, this is a good time to talk about these sort of things, um, did you ever go to your dad for advice? <laughs> no. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I, we don't really have, we don't really have like, that. Thing? Yeah, we don't really have that relationship. I, no. I know people who do talk to their, their fathers about that kind of thing, but it's just, it was never. I mean, yeah, fine. Me. Good for you guys. You yeah. have a great relationship with your dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. We're all doing it just Must be nice. Listeners, <laughs> 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 if you could see the pain looks on their faces. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine, but I I never actually got that. I thought it was like I honestly thought it, I didn't think it was like a. I, I never read it as a as, as a as as a gender trope because just because. That wasn't the way my family dealt with things, right? I never went to my dad for advice about women. I never went to my mom for advice about women. And look at me now, Dad. <laughs> Maybe I should have. <laughs> I don't know, right? Like, who knows? Who knows? Um, but I do think it's a it's a good example of kind of the way society in general views uh, the role of men and women in relationships. Definitely, yeah. you know, like it's and I and I I think I, I want to give the writers credit because I do think, like I said, I do think they they did handle it really well for Lisa's character. Yeah. I think, like, uh, I I I could see in a in a lesser show where you know she. It's just like okay, I'll I'll give it a shot and like dates him for a couple seat episodes or whatever, right? Um, they've done that in like Parks and Rec, for example. Yeah. There was that whole dumb thing where uh, Tom and Anne dated. That's so stupid. Which was the stupidest thing, and it was just like yeah, it was dumb. because you wanted just throw all your characters at each other's body parts. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's something that bugs me about a lot of TV shows. Yeah. But well, when you can write. <laughs> It's like what 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 will be the arc for this season? Don't how about w- how about blank and blank date? Okay, <laughs> the, you mean two of our main characters who haven't dated yet? Yeah, yeah, that's that's cheap. all we have to go with. I mean, we got them under contract anyway. Yeah, so 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 I do I do like that that Lisa um, I think ha- like you said handled it really well, um, and well I agree that yeah it is interesting that it almost uh, feels like it's trying to say you know poor Ralph versus like good for Lisa for sticking to her. Uh, her morals and convictions. Um, I, I almost think that's it's almost necessary to not to kind of see things from Ralph's perspective to to know that he's he means well and he's not he just he's a young kid and I think it, it does help that they're you know eight years old or whatever mm-hmm. that you know that's definitely something I'm sure I've I would have done when I was that age like hey this girl's nice to me maybe she wants to date me forever. You know, like, that's that's the only explanation. Hello, are we dating now? And it's like, I, who are you? Uh, so so it's, it's, it's almost like what we talked about with Bart and how um, we can forgive Bart for a lot of his trespasses because he's 10. Yeah. But when Homer does it, it's like, why are you doing that? You're yeah. an adult man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's irritating and weird. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, did you, do we want to talk about, because like each of the family members, the, the thing that holds the this, this episode together, if it's anything, um, <laughs> is the uh, is the fact that each family member has their own thing, and we've their kind, own of, kind of love yeah. story. To and talk we, about. we've talked a little bit about Bart's. We talked a lot about Lisa's. Um, do we want to talk anything about the the parents? Yeah. Um, not specifically because I don't. Uh, we've talked. Yeah. To, we've done an episode on life in the fast lane, and they just do the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. We've done an episode on um, uh, on on. Last uh, Temptation of Last Temptation of Homer, and they do the whole episode. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking more about their relationship, mm-hmm. the one that they that they turn to as a hopeful one, right? As a as one that is something that you can aspire to if you find the right person, right? Um, I do I do want to say that um, something I actually kind of like about this episode, yeah. is that it's <laughs> it's something I never really thought about until this episode happened that the Jacques thing and the Mindy thing were never known by the other partner. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And I do like that it's brought up in this episode and then 
both times, like, at the, you know, at the end of the Jacques story, Homer's like, what? <laughs> I don't want you to ever see this Jacques guy again. And she's like, okay. And he's like, phew. Like, for some reason, he thinks she's still yeah. seeing yeah. him, for one thing. Well, but, he tells her she could break it off slowly. Yeah. But over the next couple of months. Which is, like, really mature of him. It is. Thinks, it's it's very if he mature. thinks that she's still having this yeah. weird, not really affair, but, like, temptation friendship yeah. with this guy for the, this amount of time. I guess she doesn't really say when it happened. Yeah, so that's true. Maybe he's thinking it's just recent, but... But it's very mature that he's just like, you know, all right, don't see him again, and everything will be, be okay. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, also, like, once he finishes telling about Mindy, um, which is something I think we probably talked about on that episode, is that, like, why, like what did Marge think was happening when he just invited him to this hotel room? Because, um, yeah, it's a weird ending to that episode. But She hit the bottle pretty hard and she, lost her job. <laughs> I actually really like that. Well, good. That's... Well, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the vindictive Marge. side of Marge. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but that. Because I couldn't use Lurleen because that was something Marge was privy to the whole time. Yes. Right? Yeah. Whereas Mindy. Also, yeah. that episode's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the Mindy thing, you know, it's never revealed because, I mean, Homer knows that it's, he's doing something wrong, but he. It's also like a co-worker, so it's not like, you know... And someone he's actively trying to avoid. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Yeah. But you know what I mean, right? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, it's It might be the... It's not my favorite joke of the episode, but the fact that there are jokes in this episode mm-hmm. just goes to show that the writers still care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything you wanted to bring up about... Homer and Marge specifically. Uh, of those two, those two examples that they give, like Jacques and Mindy, I really didn't see the parallels between them until they put them back to back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, there's kind of similar stories of um, temptation towards infidelity, um, but they're both very resistant at the start. Like, there's never really a lot of tension from the idea that the partner might go for it, I guess. Like, Homer seems very, just, like, internally conflicted, but there's never really a, a sense think, that he wants to go through with it. Well, I think both of them have just that kind of one scene at the end of the of the plot lines, um, where Marge, he, like, basically Jacques invites Marge to his apartment, right? And she's driving towards it, and then t- turns and goes to the power plant instead. Um... And Homer has the scene in the hotel room where he kisses Mindy. Yeah. And then decides, you know, no, I, I love my wife. So he invites Marge to the hotel room instead. In the same nighty, uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be needing this. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, all right, leave the, leave the nighty. And then he's like, Marge, will you wear this for me? Can you dye your hair red? Why does it smell um, like perfume? <laughs> well, we, we talked about yeah. that and how that's really just it's a so, dumb ploy so by the animators. It is, yeah. It was just yeah. like yeah. A, a switcheroo for the audience. Yeah. Um, so don't read too much into Homer's Homer's yeah. intentions there. Yeah. But uh, they, yeah, they do. They both do have that very brief moment of like almost going through with it. Yeah, they do. I think the big difference between the two storylines, though, is um, whereas I think I feel like Marge's is. I mean, it's spurned by Homer's, you know, uh, oafishness, uh, his <laughs> inconsideration. Yeah, you know, like. Like, basically, like, it, it's, it spurs forth because she's thinking about how, like, Homer doesn't appreciate her. Yeah. And then she meets this man who uh, seemingly does. Uh, I think, I don't think Jacques would, you know, give a shit about her after they no. slept together. No. Um, but it's like, it's like a romanticized uh, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a Lothario. Whereas with Thanks Mindy... Thanks for pointing at me for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Whereas with Mindy... <laughs> It's more of a, she's not like, well, she is like, you know, obviously animated to be very beautiful and it's got Michelle Pfeiffer's voice and all that kind of stuff. But she's not the really idea is, pursuing. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a huge thing too. But I think also just like her as a person, it isn't like a, a bombshell who's like, you know, this sex goddess that he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, it's someone he actually feels like a really strong connection to on a personal level. Because they have very like similar, similar interests, interests and, and uh, ticks right. and that kind of thing, you know? So like that's, I think that's where the big difference is. Homer's really drawn to her, not because like, I don't love Marge, but because like, what if like, this is the perfect person for me and I, 
you know, it doesn't diminish my love for Marge, but that's, like, like, and that's why I like that episode more yeah. than the, because that's such a universal thing, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's second guessing your life, yeah. right? Which is, that's, that's the midlife crisis. That's the quarter life crisis. That's whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. right? Um, that we all, I think, whether we want to admit it or not, go through, Yeah. right? Uh, when we're, it's just what happens when you commit to something, mm-hmm. right? There's always that thing where it's like, oh God, did I do the right thing? Yeah. Am I, am I going to be a miserable piece of shit for the rest of my life <laughs> because I did this? Is there something else? You just got to go with it, right? Mm-hmm. You just got to trust yourself. And luckily he does, obviously, because it's, it's, it's Simpsons. We need more episodes. I do think it's funny <laughs> that, um, when I was a kid, the uh, dream that he has with Colonel Clink in the yeah. episode, uh, I assumed was real. I don't know why, but I just, like, for some reason, like, my, maybe it's my, my TV brain, because, like, a lot of TV shows will do that kind of, you know, like, what-if scenario. Mm. Like, here's what would have happened if you did blank. Mm. And in my eyes, that's always, like, truth. <laughs> like, I've, ne- I've never thought of it as being, like, just an, uh, a fantasy, you know? Yeah. And I do, I believe now that in Last Temptation of Homer, the whole thing of like, here's what would happen if you married Mindy and he's, they're both super happy and rich. And here's what would have happened to Marge. And she's the president. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously that's just Homer's mind. Yeah. He's, he's having a dream and he's just thinking of like, what's the, like, well, what if I did this? What if everyone would have been better off if I did this? It you would know? be so much better off. But in off my mind as a kid, I thought that was like true. I thought that's like, and I'm like, why doesn't he go with her? Yeah. Oh, Marge, both of you would be so much happier. But yeah. so it's, I just think that's interesting that my kid brain was not smart enough to pick up on the fact that it's just Homer imagining these things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know that the idea of Marge and Homer, uh, being the only kind of example in this episode that's in this particular episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, saying love is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is nice. I it think is. it is a nice ending that sometimes I'm, <laughs> I've watched this episode very rarely, but when I do, I'm always like, like, why, why didn't they think of this sooner? <laughs> you have a good example right in front of you, you know? Um, like, why, why is Marge's first reaction to think of Jacques rather than her loving husband sitting right next to her? It's passion, I think. Yeah, of course. Right. But If we think of the entire episode as being, the message kind of being, yes, love is messy and imperfect and there will be a lot of heartbreak but you know you just need to find that one person that makes it all worthwhile mm-hmm. like there for for the most part there's good good stuff in there mm-hmm. um and you know I'll forgive it for the decade in which it was created <laughs> um a lot of work you know like media you look back at it and just cringe over how it no longer applies to oh, yeah. how the modern world works. And yeah. The Simpsons still holds up in the vast majority of cases that this still, you know, rings true as a, a story of, of love, mm-hmm. warts and all. I mean, we joked while we were watching it about how, you know, Homer and Marge... I like, I like how you said the, the warts and all, because I think that's one of the things that they used to pitch the show. Like, that's one of the things that Matt Groening... I thought it was Borts and all. Right. Sorry. Yeah, continue. <clears throat> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> yes, my partner also has Borts. Next episode. <laughs> Next episode, we encounter Bort. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I was just going to say, uh, we joked a bit about how it's kind of a weird thing that, you know, Marge just kind of got sexually assaulted uh, very, very minor, I'd say, but it's still there, and it's, that's what they're kind of going for by Artie Ziff. Yeah. And then, like, that's what kind of draws her to Homer, and it's 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 one of those weird things that I think is kind of a weird trope that is pervasive in a lot of culture, where it's, you know, an attacker and the hero who saves mm-hmm. the, the woman from the attacker, and then he gets rewarded with the woman. You know, it's, 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 it dates back to the, the fucking Middle Ages with the saving the princess from a dragon, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole idea. That's where it comes from, is that, you know, you'd slay the beast and you'll be rewarded with a woman. <laughs> and where I don't think, obviously, this episode, or that episode, this clip from that episode, whatever, uh, is trying to purport that necessarily. It is still kind of there just as a... Uh, There's a mild subversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in that, in that, in that Marge... 
Marge makes that decision herself. That's that's the thing. Right. That's that's the thing I like about it is that Homer doesn't you know he doesn't come to the rescue. Doesn't punch Biff Tannen. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's him yeah, no, just perfect example. Yeah. yeah, like this compared to Back to the Future. Back to the Future, exactly. Uh, he doesn't come to the rescue. He's walking home. She alone. stops him yeah. and decides to drive away, and then just happens upon Homer, and yeah. she's like, you know, this is someone I I already do have a relationship with, and there was you know a, a and, downside to that when. She found out he was just pretending to know French or whatever, yeah. just to get close to her. Yeah. But she, she kind of sees the the good in him. When when he says I'm like I'm like when you when you drop me off, I'm I'm gonna want to hug you and kiss you, and I'm never gonna want to let you go, right? That I don't I don't imagine that he's that he wants to that he means like I'm going to hug I'm you. Do it no matter what well, you say. I'm, yeah, he, I don't imagine that he, that he means that. He's like I, he, I imagine he's he's going to give her a hug, right? And he's going to kiss her on the cheek. If he lets if she lets him uh, kiss her on the uh, on the lips, then he'll do that, right? <laughs> but in my mind, high school Homer has always been was always just very um, sweet, right? To a fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a gymnast for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's a vulnerable soul, and I know I was a gymnast too. <laughs> We're all vulnerable souls. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really I really enjoy that that moment. Of course, there's I think there's there's better episodes than the way we was um, to draw from in, in their in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I've always we we've we've been on record talking about this multiple times uh, in our five seasons uh, so far. Um, they are dysfunctional, but functional, right? Yeah, I think in in a way that is really nice. What's up, Jackson? You're fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's <laughs> Sometimes a- he hears things and assumes it's someone coming into the house or something, and he just does those little like. Oof. <laughs> Like just warning barks. He's he's a good dog. Yeah, he can be a good dog. I just <laughs> wish that they had one story or relationship that they could draw from that is a woman like dealing with rejection or you know not just being the person who has to do the rejecting or. Even Marge's kind of, like, struggle with Jacques, it's still because Jacques is being kind of the aggressor in the situation, and she's just, like, responding to it very uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. That really her choosing to drive off to the power plant is the only, like, bit of agency that we really see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of, like, if tv in general and the simpsons specifically is kind of a blueprint of this is how adult life works and you can take some lessons from it me watching it as a a young person i feel like i didn't get as much of those those messages aimed at me it Mm -hmm. was all being filtered through the lens of this is how you know, a male would react to totally. this and situation. I, and I do think, you know, as much as I hate to be a cliche, I do think it's a, you know, result of the patriarchy and the fact that the idea in society is that women hold the power when it comes to uh, love and sex. Yeah, they're right? the gatekeepers. Yeah, like, they, they will allow you to have sex with them, or they allow you to date them, whereas the men are the ones who need to be the pursuers and the ones who, like, are trying to, like, can I date you? Can I date you? Can I date you? And they're the ones saying, mm-mm. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like, there's very... I can't, like, even in this episode is what I was thinking of, but then I was thinking of the series as a whole, and I can't think of a moment where Lisa, for example is interested in a boy, and the boy's, like, you know, not into her. Uh, I don't know if you guys can. I can't think of one offhand. Nelson, um, kind of. Yeah, date with I density. Guess, that, yeah. That's as close as it gets, I think. Um, but even that it, even that turns it around still, where she's like, I don't want to be with you mm-hmm. because you're still bad, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, it's it's not, it, it, it doesn't have the ending where he's like, I, like, sorry, like, I tried, but you're just not my type, and she has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. She still gets the... The kind of, like you said, the gatekeeper, uh, where he's like, let's kiss, and she's like, no. So, yeah, I don't know, it's a, it's a weird thing in, uh, in, 
television and movies and pop culture in general. Yeah, no, it's absolutely a product of the social milieu, and I'm mm. not saying it's anything um, malicious or course, even yeah. intentional from the writers. Um, it's just... It's tough when the writing team is mostly male, right? Mostly male, yeah. And, um, again, I tend to focus on, like, the Lisa or Marge-centric episodes mm -hmm. when I'm mining for this yeah. more, like, female-minded, um, uh, approach to situations, but, uh, it's, it's hard to find. Yeah, that is interesting, though, because even though the writing staff's mostly male, I think most of them usually say... Lisa is the character they most identify with. In the golden years. Yeah, and so I think that's why she often gets the more, like, social uh, storylines, but very rarely stuff about, like, love and that kind of thing, uh, at least from that perspective, because... Well, because they identify with their with her mind. Yeah, right? exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is interesting, but, yeah. And it's, again, again, it's hard... It's hard to know where to go when you're dealing with an eight-year-old. Right? She's a child. Mm -hmm. Right? And, like, what does that, what does that even mean? Like, does, like... But, I would, well, okay, so Bart... What about basically Selma? ...basically falls in love with his babysitter. Yeah, sure if does. If the roles were reversed, <laughs> would it not be very different if Lisa had a crush on her older male babysitter? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or any, <laughs> anyone else in non-threatening boys magazine? <laughs> Hey, you want to talk about favorite jokes? Uh, yeah. Well, I just called that one, so... God damn it. Non-threatening boys magazine? That was my favorite joke. <laughs> soon, soon, Corey. Soon. soon. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is, is I think, the, the, the best exam best joke derived from a clip. And that is, um... Uh, when they're trying to think of, like, oh, like, love stories that don't end in heartbreak. And Marge is like, oh, remember when Selma almost got married? <laughs> and the, it's, the clip is literally just, soon I will kill you. And then, oh, no, no never mind. <laughs> I think that's such a great use of the clip, for, clip show yeah. format. Yeah. That makes me laugh every run, time. Like, drag on and on. Yep. That was the perfect amount of a clip that should be in a clip show. <laughs> I also do kind of like the, you know, Bart... Bart being like, uh, like, do you have a story that doesn't end? And he's like, I sure do! <laughs> and it starts talking about Laura, and then it's like, wait, that literally ends in her ripping my heart out in a dream. Yeah. Um, I do, I, uh, Selma, just to backtrack a little bit, arguably does have the most um, that kind of storyline from a female perspective with Troy McClure, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where she, she actually is the one being rejected, in a sense. Like, you know, at first she's definitely rejected, and then he's with her just for show, and then she finds out. Mm -hmm. and but it starts uh, from a point of her um, uh, biological clock, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. But her, her own motivations and desires for, for family and possibly kids, yeah. um, and then her kind of coming to this realization at the end. So yes, they put in the Troy McClure stuff, which is extremely funny mm -hmm. and great <laughs> to see them together, but I really like the entire story, and it's about her kind of journey of yeah. um, f finding what she wants in her life, and I guess it's an iguana named Jub Jub. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> I, you know, it reminded me of the, uh, because of the, the Sideshow Bob thing, but it, it is kind of her character in general. She is kind of the the female character on the show that we get that's, all, that's struggling with, with romance, um, the most, I'd say. Yeah. Because she's always the one, like, she, in, in Principal Charming, she falls for Skinner, and then, but he falls for Patty, and she has to struggle with that, even though it mostly just shifts to Patty's perspective throughout. Um, and then Troy McClure, uh, Sideshow Bob, uh, apparently Lionel Hutz off-screen. <laughs> we do get some of that with, um, Edna Krabappel as well. True, yeah. But they, then the show very quickly takes it in a um, oh, like the trope of she's a sexually aggressive, like, divorcee, mm -hmm. you know? Like, the, the earlier stuff where she's, like, trying to build a relationship with Skinner is just, just seems a lot more, um, honest. Yeah, well, it's interesting because she, I feel like her first real episode is the, uh, Bart the Lover, where he pretends to be Woodrow, mm -hmm. right? And that's a good example, I think, of her trying to you know, figure out her, her love life and that kind of thing. And it just, you know, tying into Bart in a, in a way that I think is pretty, pretty honest. 
where he just did it as a joke, but then realized he's actually hurting someone and has to find a way to to take it back without revealing like, haha, it was a ten year old kid fooling you, um, which I think is great. Uh, but after that, until the grade school confidential, when she starts dating Skinner, it, you're right. It is mostly just like jokes about how she's sexually promiscuous. Um, that was Edna Krabappel. You only get one chance with Edna Krabappel, <laughs> yeah. um, or her stealing Aerosmith's drumsticks. Yeah, you know stuff like that oh, is <laughs> is like her character for a while, yeah. um, and you don't really see that side of her again until Skinner, I'd say, and then it's just. I mean, I don't know too much after that because that's season eight when that happens. So um, I don't know how their relationship progresses, but yeah, I don't know. Right in if you if you know, do they are they still together? Uh, I mean, no, because she's dead. But they get married. Do they? Then you could say literally anything, and I would believe you. It's like, true. Yeah. What the, is Simpsons up could, to these days? Then they're not. And then like, they, oh, they, they want to call it on Mars. And then like Homer, Homer proposes to Marge again. Uh huh. It's basically like Millhouse Fourth divided. wedding. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that was the episode, to be perfectly honest, that gave me no hope in The Simpsons ever again. Millhouse Divided? No. Oh. Um, the one where they do that again. Oh, so that's true. Eight okay. years later. So I wasn't sure what was the it joke. Was, it, yeah, no, it was season 16, I think, and, okay. they, and they do it again. And Aww. he's like, Marge, will you marry me again? And I'm like, next! <laughs> um, I've had, heard enough from Mr. TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I went all Al Pacino from Heat on it, <laughs> kicked it out of my car onto the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I uh, I think that about wraps it up for us here at the Two Bad Neighbors. It sure does. Um, our next episode will be Itchy and Scratchy Land, where nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> possibly go wrong. Huh. The first thing I ever went wrong. <laughs> Just remember, we're in the itchy lot. That's right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Janelle for joining us for this talk about love and mm -hmm. and a little bit about the episode. <laughs> the right amount, the I'd legally, say. Yeah. <laughs> legally obligated. 22% talk about the episode. Contains real episodes. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, but uh, you can always email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can like us on Facebook. You can find us on SoundCloud. And you can even follow us on Instagram now. Uh, Bad Neighbors Pod, I think, on there as well. I think so, too. So. And you can even follow them around town. You, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Would be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and don't wear a mask while you do it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's that's about it for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. My name was Alan. And I was Greg. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep watching the ski!